Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football League podcast, and we are not doing an intro for this show. And if you'd asked me on Monday earlier in the week if we were going to do a show or if I wanted to do a show, Drew, G2, I would have said, my heart's not in it. And and I think the first thing we just want to say is words are our words on that are not even adequate to come up with something appropriate to say uh, with what Dylan and his entire family and all the friends of the McDonald family have have experienced uh, this week. I heard the news Monday morning around eight o'clock, and I was just numb and in shock. And and if I was, I'm just thinking, what what would have been like for Dylan and all of his family members. So uh, again, G2, I know you and Dylan are, are tight as he is with several of the people in the league. Um, I'm just, my, my heart is still crying for him. Yeah. It's uh again, kind of like you said, it's, you can't even find words. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're going through, Dylan. I, I don't know the exact feeling. Um, I did just come from a funeral this weekend, but uh you know, I can't imagine if G1, if you went down, how that would even make me feel. I can't even imagine. Um, and uh, I was glad to get to see you just for a little bit uh, today as you came in, Dylan. Um, and again, it's hard to know what to say, but uh, just know that we are here for you um, in this entire league. Um, all these guys that you've known since college, um, we're here for you. Um, and I know... Uh, with uh, the funeral stuff that's going to be going on this weekend, I'll definitely um, um, be as supportive as possible as I can. Um, I know everyone else is going to try to do the same. Um, yeah, it's I words can't really express. I'm just very, very saddened that you're having to go through this. I know you were you're pretty close with your dad, and um, we're in this together. We're in this together, Dylan. Dylan would probably say, "Guys, do your thing." So. Yep. Let's uh, let's talk football as hard it may be. Right now in the other room, I'm I can barely hear the football mm-hmm. game. Uh, we got Green Bay playing the Titans. You've got some skin in that game, I believe. Yeah, I uh, finally took Traylon Burks out of VIR <laughs> two weeks after he was healthy. And by the way, we probably need to bring something up. So the commissioner uh, shared something in the chat. And I'm thinking, I wonder if he was talking to you because you didn't play a defense. And I'm thinking that's not, that's not, that's not my son. Uh, <laughs> you and I are very, very competitive. I, I, I want to make it clear. I, again, no one could care about this except for maybe you or maybe not. But last year I, I was on a six game winning streak. If you include, if you, if you include the playoffs and, each game counting as one 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 game counting each week. So I won the last four and then the last two regular season games. I you know, I, I could have punted, but I wanted to win. And you were exactly the same way. So I knew right. something happened. Of course, what most people don't know is you were at a funeral uh, in North Carolina. And so you're probably in this you probably were in a situation where you couldn't make some quick decisions. You probably didn't have the right device to be able to move people around. So uh, I, I hope, yeah, I hope the was, commission was not talking about you. 
It was really, I will say it was really bad timing. Um, It was literally funeral day while I was at the funeral. And I had seen a little bit earlier that Traylon Burks was off the IR. I didn't have time to really think about, oh, I need to take someone out of my lineup. Who am I, who am I going to drop? And I didn't have time to make that good of a decision on it. So that's the situation. And even tonight. I know I'm in the doghouse probably. Even tonight, I, so it's not like you're you're. I mean, you're taking it very very seriously. You even emailed me earlier, and I and I treated you just like a client. So when I'm throwing a fifty million dollar question, I never say to the CEO, "Here's what you should do." I always give suggestions. I try to look at every angle. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Right. And and so I kind of did the same thing with you. You were asking, "Well, who should I drop?" Uh, tonight before the tonight's game, so you could play Burks, get him out of the oh not the doghouse but out of <laughs> out of uh, IR. get me out of the doghouse exactly. So any, my point, I didn't finish my point, although that was a nice sidebar. My point being, Green Bay playing tonight. Well, they just played Monday night. Yeah, I that that's unheard of. The the. I would think that the front linemen were they're hitting a big body. They're like hitting brick walls every single play. I think the running backs are going to be very, very sore. I, I can't how long does it take the human body to recover after being hit by huge people like that? Well, here's the th- here's the thing that doesn't doesn't make sense to me. The 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 ability to be able to recover that fast is as a former track and field athlete, now track and field is a non-contact sport, right? <clears throat> Even with a non-contact sport, if I would get done with a track meet, you know, a full number of events, maybe I wasn't even doing the full like heptathlon or decathlon. Maybe I'm doing, you know, three or four, maybe five events. It would still take me a couple of days just to get rid of any soreness. And then a couple more days to fully recover and be feel like I was 100% for the next week. And so it would take a good week. That's a non-contact sport. And now you're talking about a professional football team, a very, very hard, physically demanding sport to come off of a game this past weekend and then play on Thursday. That's, that's pretty insane. I, I can't even imagine the, the amount of recovery that they're having to shorten into a very small amount of time to even feel remotely (laughs) ready to play. So good luck to Green Bay. It's probably pretty tough for them. Did you ever have back-to-back decathlons? uh, No. Thankfully, my coach was very intelligent and never never would have done that. So whenever I did a decathlon, it would be um, a couple weeks, if not a month, before I did the next one. Oh, Um, that long. Typically, you wouldn't do one every most meets won't even have them every week um, just because it's a specialty type of event. And so usually I do one summer at the beginning of the year, one summer at the middle of the year, and then one at conference and then one at nationals. So kind of spread out that way. I guess that that makes sense. We were talking the green room before we started the show. In high school, I started out as a third baseman. I was moved over to shortstop. And I think my senior year, we had a mop-up game. So everyone's on the mound and it's like, who's going to pitch? Well, everyone wants to pitch. Well, because I was a senior, because I played short, it's like, Gandy, you, okay, you get, <laughs> you get to pitch. And so I probably, I mean, I pitched most of the game. And you'd think as a kid, you know, you're going to, you're, you know, you're going to come back 
fine the next day. The right. next day, obviously the arm is sore, fatigued, but my lower body is like <laughs> yeah. my lower body was just it was a painful, but I was sore for like two days. It's like this is really weird. What and it's like what what's wrong with the legs when you're pitching? But that's again, that's baseball. And so I, I cannot imagine these players right. going from Sunday night to Thursday night. So I was I was curious about uh, your experience in track and field. What's uh, e- what's even cr- crazier is like these athletes. They're not you know twenty twenty one years old. That's most true. of them, <laughs> a lot of them are you know potentially mid to late twenties. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's obviously late thirties. Um, that's so much harder to recover when you're older. Exactly. Uh, speaking of recovery workouts, uh, before tonight's game, I didn't feel like pumping weights. So I did my old standby. I did a 200 rep, uh, set of pushups. So I did several sets or my reps give me over 200. And that's a good sweet spot. You young guys could probably do three, <laughs> 400, but 200 is always, uh, uh, to me, just a good number to shoot for. So I'll do, I'll try to do that 200 in about six uh, different sets uh, with minimal rest. Uh, what's your favorite workout? So I'm going to borrow a workout from my track and field days and kind of go more onto the onto the track as opposed to in the weight room. I love my weights, but I think this is a fun one that I always enjoy doing on the track is you would do, um, I wouldn't call it bottomless, but we're just going to call it that for just for this so you can understand it better, but bottomless 200. So you do 200 meter runs. Um, it wouldn't be an all out sprint, but you do, you try to hit depending on where you were in your, in your, uh, training. Let's just say I was trying to hit 30 seconds. So you do 30 seconds. You rest for like a minute, maybe a minute and a half, depends. Um, and then you just do that over and over again. And you try to maintain that same speed over and over again. And you do as many as you can. And then once you fall out of the 30 seconds, your workout's done. So you try to hit as many as you can in that in that same time. So that's one of my favorite workouts that I had. So are you talking maybe your max threshold, maybe 75, 80% max threshold's high. Right. What, what level so intensity? Um, consider it, it's probably around, I want to say seven, uh, 70%. A, if you're, cause you're looking at like best 200 speed for me would have been like a 22 second 200. And so for training, we're doing like a, if you're doing a 30, then I can't do that math in my head. Definitely not. Quickly, com- but. Definitely not conversational. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, okay. yeah. Especially if you're a little deeper in your training period and you're looking more at like 28 seconds, 27 seconds, that's when it really starts to burn. So you're sucking to do that many reps. You're <laughs> sucking a lot of air in. Yeah, that you? that break time, that break time doesn't feel very long. <laughs> what what about lifting? In terms of lifting, what's your favorite workout? Um if you throw in any of the Olympic lifts, um absolutely love the uh the uh s- snatches and the uh hand cleans, power cleans. Um, those are some of my favorite workouts. Um, you know, we're usually like reps of five, uh, would, is like a typical workout for me? Um, depending on the, if it's a, <clears throat> a load week, maybe you're doing, um, only like three reps, something like that to hit a higher number, but, uh, give me the Olympic lifts and I'll, I'll go to town on those. You know, everybody pretty well in the league, 
yes. anybody else work out? Uh, I know Chris has done a lot of running and he's done some trains from ultra marathons. I don't know if he's still doing that, but uh, I know he's, he's gotten into some pretty good running shape doing that the last couple of years. And uh, I know Landon, Landon just invested in a, in a home gym himself and he's been starting to work out too as well. Excellent. And Excellent. I know Dylan living out in Arizona doing all the trail hikes and I know he works out pretty consistently too. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, before we get started talking about this week's contests, I thought we'd talk about something we've never done before. The past week, I've been hearing the talking heads make a reference, well, that team just doesn't have an identity, or we don't know what their identity is. We don't have to go through every uh, team. There's 10 of us. That'd be really hard on the fly. Uh, you didn't get a chance to prep for this, but I just thought we'd go through from from top to bottom. What are the first words that come to mind in terms of identity for each of these teams? And let's start at the very Great. top, uh, Thomas. What, what what is his identity? So you definitely, as you'd already mentioned this to me before we went on air, and I completely agree with this statement. Uh, resiliency is a, is a big word for him having lost some big running backs on his team and yet still pushing for that first place spot and still in first place in the division, even having lost, uh, some of his big names. I agree. I, at the beginning of the year, I would have thrown in the word dominant or domineering. And I think you have to throw in depth. Now his wide receiver room not as depthful as probably he would like. I don't want to say something that may be incorrect that he would disagree with, but uh, again, I, I the running back strength of his team is just beyond imagine. It's beyond the imagination because look at where he is losing two really good up and coming uh, players. Uh, Joe Ryan, what what is his identity? Ah. Uh. This stinks because we're uh, a couple of days into having found out that uh, um, with Cooper name. Cup, Cooper Cup ankle. is on the IR um, with an ankle injury, and this is now back to back years where Joe Ryan has been pretty dominant and had a top player go down. Now he did just acquire Cooper Cup, um, pretty bad timing, but still that was going to be a big push for him going into the playoffs, and yet another injury. Um, so I would say a little bit unlucky. Um, what else would you say? Well, up until that injury, I was going to say explosive. He's agreed. He, I, I, I would also say consistently good, consistently yeah. good. If you look at the last three weeks and yeah, and by the way, last week is uh, without Cooper cup, at least for a full game. 140s, 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 I think four games ago would have been in the 170s. I mean, he's just consistently very consistent, good. And that's something that I don't have. I don't have that consistency. And so I think that's another word to throw in uh, for his identity. So let's skip down to Chris. What would you say his, uh, his identity is? Ah, so with Chris, I think 
the if we look at it at the beginning of the year, we would say um, young and rebuilding. And I think we have to change that a little bit. He is young, but he's not rebuilding anymore. So whatever word that we can use to define how his team has developed through the course of his transactions this year to be a to be a uh, a team that's had a lot of wins, we could say a little bit of, of fortune as well because we do know that he hasn't put up as many points as some of the other top teams, um, and he's come away with some wins with some low scores, but he's taken advantage of the situations as well. So um, so we could say good fortune and great management for Chris. Um, that's my, those are my first couple thoughts. Savvy. Savvy, yep. Number five is Anthony, Team Anthony. With Anthony. I don't Anthony, go ahead, go ahead. Over exceeds. Over exceeds. Well, week one of this year, we did not anticipate Anthony to be as high as he was, as he is now. He did just have an unfortunate loss last week to uh, to JB. It was came out of the blue this last week. That was tough. That was tough. It just goes to show tough. in any given week. Now, remember what we said last week is he's had a lot of high ceiling games with multiple players, sometimes in the same week. He he got beat by a team who scored 200 points when he scored in the 170s. <laughs> Bad luck. And so that's that's been some of the games he's had where players go off, and he has people who can do that. If you look at his lineup uh, this week, he's got some people who can go off. But guess what? He's got people who can put up goose eggs or near goose. And so the question we brought up last week is, is the way he's winning, is that sustainable week to week to week? And so you could say over exceeds, but potential inconsistencies. Yes. Yes. I like that. That man, we did not expect that loss. And I know you probably didn't anticipate being in third place uh, after everything is said and done after last week. Exactly. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I would I would call Jake's identity one of bad luck. <laughs> bad luck. You can't say it any other way. The bad news bears. And it's been tough. Now, finally, uh, Jonathan Taylor showed up last week. And hopefully, whatever in- ailment he may have had uh, with the ankle or the severity of it, hopefully that's behind him. I uh, hope so. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, Coach Sunday uh, is saying we're going back to the run game. <laughs> uh, we got a real quarterback into the game. So, you know, maybe that continues. But, boy, you talk about bad luck uh, for him. I mean, he's five. Again, remember, he is the champ. He is the reigning champ. Right. So it just seems it just it doesn't look right seeing him right in the middle. And by the way, good for him at being five and five. And he I, he's a player I really like. Uh, I like watching his moves, and it, it's he's better than five and five. It's just bad luck. Totally agree. Is is what's causing that? Uh, I you know Dylan's team is interesting. It's not going to blow. It's not going to blow you away, but he doesn't have a bunch of chumps on his team either. No, definitely not. And yeah. and so, <sighs> but I this is where I would kind of agree with the uh, 
what you hear these NFL uh, analysts talk about lacking identity. I it's hard to say this is you know this is the one strong player in his team that's pulling him through. Um, it's hard to kind of figure that one out on his team right now. I I would think he should be consistently scoring 120 to 125 points guaranteed every game. So yeah, this this looks like the JB team from a couple of years ago. Exactly, that would, you know, put up one twenty five to one hundred and thirty five uh, every single week. And he's got Dalvin Cook as a good, hopefully a good running back um, play each week. They can get him the uh, the points that some of his other plays may lack. Um, but outside of that, there's no huge punch in his lineup right now. Again, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that's spot on. Uh, next is. Deflate Gate, he's three and seven. Again, he he's now has made some moves that we both agree with. Uh, you know, if he keeps Christian McCaffrey, at, at what point? At what point does he have good play? You know, supporting cast right. with some of those players. Uh, I think Thomas may have questioned him uh, getting rid of Tarek Tarek McLaurin. Uh, because you and I both talked about his team having CeeDee Lamb and McLaurin. But on the other hand, he got a handful of picks. I mean, he got a lot of picks. In fact, he now he now has the most draft picks in the he, first two rounds he does. <laughs> of of any team this next year. And and I have a feeling I have a feeling the commission will be supporting him uh during draft time. So I look out for him. He he's he has five he has five second rounders next year to, to pick from. That's pretty incredible. That, that's that's just crazy. Two, two, <laughs> I, I, I like two of them come from me, by the way. Uh, and then we have then we have your good buddy, the boss, State Farm, Landon. I you know how do you even say? I I would just say he is the uh, comic relief. Uh, that's not really an identity, but I think he he he. You can count on him to provide the comic relief in the group. Every yes. league around the globe needs a Landon on their team. Uh, he he's going to keep everything lighthearted when it needs to be, but he's also a good player. Uh, and he's I, in rebuild mode. He's in rebuild <laughs> mode. Uh, and then we got you at the tail end uh, at. Two and eight. Uh, I would say you are the you, you've got the young guns. You've got you've got a good deep wide receiver uh, room that's young, but you also have some depth there as well. Even though they're young, you got um, uh, is it Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh, right. and you got DT, DK Metcalf. So right. th- those are two of your anchors, and they got these other young guys that are going to be up and comers. So. You're about two running backs away from being really, really good. I mean, if you, even just one good running back and and a decent second running back, again, I think you're you're going to be in the upper half instead of the lower half. So that that is a long identity uh, for you. So as lastly, your team. And what? what well, I already have a strong opinion about mine. I thought we would skip my team, but you want me to give you? Do you want my opinion of my? Yeah, I I do. You, you 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 do. Of course, I'm. I love to. 
I'm very good at self-deprecation. I would say I'm a pretender trying to be a contender. And what bothers me about my team is just the lack of consistency. I do have boom bust uh, players. You know, I've been a team that scored 200 points. I've been a team that scored 170. Uh, I've been in the 150s. I've hit 140. But then have you ever played in a week where you won and you just didn't feel good about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I scored, I scored 108, 109 points this past week and won, and I just felt like a fake. I felt, <laughs> but then I looked at some of Chris's wins earlier in the year. Well, if I'm a yeah, fake, yeah, he beat me with like 104. <laughs> well, what, what's he then? So yeah. I, I guess you take your wins no matter how they come about. A win's a win. A win's a win. But I was just so angry at at my team, but I also know the potential is there. So I I think my identity is one that, yeah, the potential is there, but where's the consistency? And and that's right. the big frustration uh, with this team. That's why it's so easy for me to admire teams like uh, Joe Ryan. He, he just, he's friggin' consistent. It's like, he's going to get 140 points no matter what. Uh, and it's, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, Thomas is consistently 140s or above. I mean, it's like, it's just, man, um, I, I, I just don't get it. What would you, what are you going to agree with me? I can agree with that. Yeah. I, it's hard to, it's hard to gauge on whether your team is a, sometimes some weeks an absolute just stack house of talent to, you know, having a lot of busts in a week and kind of going with what you said there, just not always having the consistency. I will say this. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team will look like when uh, Jamison Williams uh, gets on the field. And, yes. and that was, that was again, intended to be for next year. I really wanted him. And, and I do know that players can come back, especially when they're young, after their first ACL uh, reconstructive surgery. So I just thought that would be fun looking at each team's identity. Welcome back to the show. Unfortunately, in this next segment, we experienced a technical difficulty. And yes, I'm very frustrated. What G2 and I did, we did this last week. We went through the top four teams. We also included Anthony, who is in fifth place. What we did was we looked at the remaining schedule. Thomas has eight wins. And his remaining games are against JB this week, Chris, and Anthony. So the question is, do you think he's going to finish with 11 games? So that's a somewhat difficult schedule for weeks 12 and 13. He plays Chris. He plays Anthony. Now, JR, he plays Anthony this week, then JB, and then Landon. So if he can get past Anthony, He's possibly looking at a 10-win season. MLB has Stump, Jake, this week, then Yoga, and then Chris. So MLB's thinking at a minimum, probably nine games. Chris has G2 this week, then Thomas, then MLB. And I smell at least nine wins for Chris. And let's not count out Anthony. 
he can still finish out with nine wins. He's going to have to clear the table. He has to play JR this week, then G2, and then Thomas. That's a tough schedule. So let's make this interactive in the chat. So I've got three questions in the chat. Give us your answers. Will Chris, he's going to finish in the top four, my opinion, but will he finish third or will he finish fourth? Question number two, who has the tougher of the remaining schedule of the top four teams? And it's probably going to be either Thomas or Chris. Again, Thomas has JB, Chris, Anthony. So two of those are going to be pretty tough. Chris, not going to be easy unless you count MLB easy for him. He's got Drew, should be a pushover. Sorry, G2. Then Thomas, then MLB. So who has the tougher of the remaining schedule? Anthony, who's trying to break into that top four. Again, he's got JR this week and the last week has Thomas. That's a tough schedule. But at the top four, who has the harder schedule? And then the last question, will Joe Ryan, is it possible because of his easy schedule, if he can get past Anthony, his easy schedule, is it possible that he could maybe sneak in and finish in first place? What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the chat. So again, we had this technical difficulty. The next segment, G2 and I went through, we looked at this week's lineups. So we pick up where the commish will be playing his father. It's JB and JB somehow got the win there, but I would say Thomas definitely has way more consistency in his lineup. I think this is easy to say that Thomas wins this game. So Thomas is going to win this game. Interesting. What about Chris and Drew? If I pull this win off against Chris, I can make fun of him for the next year. <clears throat> I don't think there's a chance that I have on this one. Unless everyone just goes off at the right time. Traylon Burks at this time of our recording does already have four receptions for 50, 53 yards. So that's wow. pretty nice. Almost 10 points. But he needs about 30 points for me to have a chance <laughs> against Chris. Well, I, yeah, I would go with Chris here. Um, yeah, that's good to see. Yeah, I'll go with Chris. I like yeah. that. 9.3. That's that's looking pretty good. Yeah, not, not bad. Uh, and then we have, oh gosh, <laughs> Landon and Dylan. Landon. Dylan, Dylan, I'm giving it to you. Yep. I yep. completely. Oh, and Landon took. Justin Fields out of his lineup and he's starting Justin Herbert <laughs> instead of Fields, who has put up 40 plus points the last couple of weeks. Good job, Landon. Now, why? Oh my gosh. Why is that? Because he wants to lose. Now, is that, isn't that really the definition of tanking? Well, he can make the, he can make the argument that he thinks Fields is going to be better moving forward and that's fine. And he may say that. But it's hard to go against Fields, who has had 43, 48, 30, 25 the last, <laughs> the last four weeks. He's been pretty dominant. It's great to see how he's been doing. But um, I mean, regardless of whether Herbert or whether uh, Landon plays Herbert or uh, Fields, uh, he doesn't have a chance here. So this is a joke. He's running back room. Kenneth Gainwell, 5.4. Caleb Huntley, 4.0. Six two, 
That, what's not a joke. What's not a joke though is his first round picks next year that he has to to replenish his. I know. I know. It just it just <laughs> looks really yeah really bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. So just as a recap, Joe Ryan and Anthony. Now, did I hear what you did? You give an answer. I I said Anthony. Uh, I said Anthony as well. And we we heard what it says on paper about MLB and Jake. Who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with uh, you on this one. And Chris and G2. Chris for sure. Is there there any possibility that you could pull this one out? I don't think so. Think again. I mean, yeah, there's, there's the remote possible chance, maybe. But I have not put up a decent score yet this year. I don't see myself suddenly doing it this week. I mean, yeah, Boyd, Burks, Fryermuth on paper. Look at that. He's projected on, on one of my services at 12-plus points. Deontay Johnson, Dar- Darnell Mooney. Man, that's tough. Um, so, I just don't see it. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, can you get 20 points from them? Uh, your running back room is a little – that's in question. I, I don't see Michael <laughs> Pretty I questionable. I don't see Michael Carter – scoring big time and I don't see Tyler Algier having nope. a huge big game. We can Kirk Cousins somehow pull off 30 points. Excuse me, uh Kirk Thuggins, you mean, right? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> uh and then we said Landon and Dylan. We're going Dylan and and I think I think um Thomas just does he even open up his app on Sunday? <laughs> does he just doesn't need to does he just wait till Sunday night and say, yeah boy, yeah. I won one one ninety to to yeah. one one fifteen again good uh good showing by j b last week that was very very yeah uh, impressive great, great job well, we need to call this a wrap and any last words good luck this weekend and uh again, our thoughts and prayers are uh with Dylan and his family absolutely. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew. 